how to understand this parable, the parable of a rich man and a poor man named Lazarus. Here's a true story. Has anyone seen uh, the movie, it was made about 30 years ago, Schindler's List, show of hands? Maybe about 40% or so of us have seen Schindler's List. It's a true story of Oscar Schindler, who was a mediocre Catholic man who lived in Poland at the time of World War II. He was a failure at business. He was broke. And so he came up with this idea. And the idea is that he went to some Germans who occupied Poland at the time, and he said to them, give me your Jewish prisoners and I'll use them for free. I'll use them to make munitions, ammunition, in a munitions factory that then you can use and ship off, ship off for the war effort. So he would pay them under the table and he would get these these Jewish prisoners, and they would work as slaves in his factory for him to make money, and he became rich, very, very rich. Until he started to see how terribly the Jewish prisoners were treated by the Nazi regime. And he started to have... um, an awakening of his conscience. Now, the movie only really shows him having an awakening of his conscience, but he also had an awakening in real life of his Catholic faith. And the two of them rising up really disturbed him. And he knew he had to do something. So what he did is he went back to those influential Germans and soldiers, and he said... He paid him even more money basically to look the other way so that he could get Jews out of Poland and out of occupied nations that the Germans occupied and off to places like Switzerland uh, or America where they would be protected, where they would be safe. So he spent the whole rest of the war doing this and every day putting his own life in peril of getting caught by the wrong person at the wrong time and then himself being put to death. And he lost, he gave up all of his, he sold, he he gave away all of his riches in order to do this. By the end of the war, the Allies are coming into the town of one of the munitions factory where he is at. And, of course, the Germans are fleeing. So the only ones who remain are him and the group of workers in his factory, these, um, these Jewish men and women and their families. And they come up to him and they, tears in their eyes, they're thanking him for saving them and many of the others who were able to get away for his help. And as they're thanking him, he becomes overwhelmed with sorrow. And he begins to say, if only I had started earlier, I could have have saved more Jewish lives. If only I wasn't 
as selfish as I am, I could have given away even more of my money quickly to, to purchase the freedom of even more Jews. And then he looks at his watch. He says, look, I still have this, this watch and I still have my wedding ring. I could have sold these and, 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 and even more could have been bought into freedom. And he just breaks down and weeps. What happens at this moment is that he gains that perspective that some of us have lost. He remembers his Catholic upbringing. He remembers the scriptures. He remembers the sins of omission. The sins of omission. What are they? Well, they're not the sins of commission, the sins we, f- we commit, you know, like doing bad things. They're not, it's not that. They're sins of omission. It's, it's the good we omit doing. And that's what he became aware of, of all of the opportunities that he had missed of saving others lies by doing good. Even though he had done good and saved hundreds of Jewish lives, he realized he could have done more. And therein was his regret and his sorrow. I think this story, this real life story, captures an insight for us into what Jesus is trying to say in today's gospel from Luke 16. Parable of the rich man and the poor man Lazarus. Lazarus here is not Lazarus, the brother of Martha and Mary, friend of Jesus that he raises from the dead. This is a parable. So we know the background, but do we? Because the rich man has said that he wore fine purple garments. That means he is nobility. That means he has a lot of money. It means he has a lot of influence. Because the dye, for purple dye, is the most expensive in Jesus' name, day. What we also maybe have never just stopped to think about is that Jesus does not name a single sin that this man commits. He's not a bad man. He's not marketing and human trafficking. He's not an axe murderer. He's not an adulterer. He's a Jewish man who has a lot of money and a lot of influence. So he's not a bad person. He hasn't committed a lot of bad sins. In fact, we could say probably he was a good person. There was probably a lot of people around his dining room table at any time he threw a banquet. But there was this, according to Jesus, there was this poor man, Lazarus, that was at his doorstep. And he wanted food, and he never got food from the rich man, and became sick, even to the point that dogs licked his sores, so we know he was very sick. And Lazarus, this, this poor man, would have had to walk over Lazarus to leave his house. And he neglected doing the good that was being presented to him every day. Now, The poor man goes up into the bosom of Abraham. Why the bosom of Abraham? Because heaven has not been opened yet. 
Adam and Eve closed that for us. And we all kept it closed. No one got into heaven until the Messiah comes who suffers and dies, rises and ascends into heaven and opens up the gates of heaven. That hasn't happened yet. So Abraham is, is, is called the father of faith. That's why he's called Father Abraham here. All of them who are going to get into heaven are resting in his bosom, meaning they're close to him. And they're going to get into heaven. And they're waiting. But the rich man is down in the netherworld. Other words for that is Sheol in Hebrew or Hades in Greek. And either way you look at it, the abode of the dead had different levels. The lowest level was hell. And no one is ever going to get out of that. And in fact, Jesus acknowledges that theology in this parable when the man turns to Father Abraham and wants help. And Abraham reminds him that no one from your side can ever get to our side and no one from our side can ever get to your side. This is permanent conditions, states of life in both places. But this man lands in hell Not because he was a bad person and did bad things. He ends up in hell even as a good person who neglected to do the good in his life. He committed the sins of omission. He omitted the good. And that's what lands him in hell. I say that this is something that a lot of us need to pay attention to again. I know that, for instance, as a confessor here, hearing people's sins in the confessional. Barely do I hear someone confess today sin or sins and name them that they specifically omitted to do the good. We've been constant, we've, we've been hitting them, we've been missing the mark. We've been concentrating on Catholics just on the evil things, the bad things that we do, the sins that we commit, and we confess those and we neglect to look at and have our consciences and our Catholic faith stirred by the fact that every single day, we all admit to do the good. That there are Lazaruses all around us. There are people in poverty all around us. Material, spiritual, emotional, relational, all kinds, various forms of poverty around us. People who are in need. Yes, material. That we walk by or drive by. And yes, people spiritually who are in our own families and who are ignorant of the faith and we keep them ignorant in the faith. We don't correct them because we don't want to rock the boat. We don't walk with them, right? We just let them walk away. Prisoners long ago who have walked away and we've neglected to do the good to go after them for their souls, for their salvation. 
not just for a piece of bread. And what about the good that we neglect to do in people's lives every day that we know who are in heartache, who are emotionally unstable because something has happened to them and they've been hurt. Or people just need our presence, need our love, just need a little bit of our time, a little bit of our attention. But we're too busy in our own lives, in our own little circles of family and friends to go outside of that circle and help a person in need. And not just once and then rest on the laurels of that for a year or two, but every day. This rich man walked over the poor man Lazarus and did not care for his need. And that's what landed in hell, not the bad things he did. Listen, we are called to be Christ. That's our name. Christian comes from a Latin word which means little Christ. In Italian, Christiani. The ini, the ani, is little, right? Little Christ. We're not called to be in this world just to avoid sin. We're called in this world to do the good. And yes, to rescue others from sin and the effects of living in a society where people are oppressed by many and various forms of sin. That's what this parable is about. I mean, this is where it's all leading. At the very last line of the parable... This rich man realizes that he has made a mistake in his priorities. He just lived a life where he was trying to avoid doing great evil, but he avoided doing great good, or just little goods every day. And he realizes that from his place in hell, and he's in regret. And so he says, listen, send me back to my five brothers so they don't make the same mistake that I've made. And Father Abraham says, if they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, you know, it's not going to change anything. Moses and the prophets are the Old Testament. They're the Jewish scriptures, the law and the prophets, okay? And he says, oh no, Father Abraham, if, but if someone were to come back from the dead, surely they would repent and change their ways. And Father Abraham leaves with this line. Even if someone were to rise from the dead, there will be some who will not change their ways. And my brothers and sisters in Christ, someone has risen from the dead. And how has he changed? You, me, us. God forbid we are that man or that woman who waits way too long finding ourselves in hell, an heir of our faith, thinking that the way to get into heaven is not to be a bad person alone, only to find out that the way we ended up, I'm sorry, in hell, the way that we end up in hell is that we simply omitted doing the good and committed sins of omission. Oscar Schindler, 
was a mediocre Catholic whose faith rose and conscience rose. And he was willing to risk his life every day to do the good. And a man of great wealth ended up giving up all of his wealth and ending his life in abject poverty. All to do the good and to save lives. We are called to save lives, not our own. We're called to be little Christians. Christ came into this world not for himself. He came into this world for everyone else. The Christian life is not about you living for you and your little circle of friends and family. The Christian life is about you giving your life away for the sake of others. That's how you'll get into heaven.